Hey guys, welcome to Young Survivor, Young Thriver. My name is Faith, and not only am I a breast cancer survivor, but I am a thriver. And you know, one thing that I'm coming to realize, um, so my voice is still coming back from um, surgery, so I'm going to try to keep this brief, but I also want it to be um, helpful. So um, one thing that I'm learning, y'all, is that thriving is not a feeling. Thriving is not one of those things where it's just like, oh, I feel really great today and I've gotten all the great news. It's a position that you choose to take. And it's like every day I wake up, I choose to thrive. Every day I wake up, I choose to not be um, limited and affected by the things that I may be going through or the things that I may be experiencing in that moment. Um, but one thing about thriving as well it doesn't mean that everything is just going amazingly well and awesome, right? Um, one thing about thriving is that you are open, you're vulnerable, um, and you're honest with yourself. Um, we can do so much more when we're honest with ourselves. And God can do so much more when we're honest with him. At the end of the day, y'all, he knows. He knows everything there is to know about us but when we're honest with ourselves and where we are in different seasons and different places and different moments in our lives um he can meet us where we are one of my favorite scriptures says that God's strength is made perfect in our weakest moments and so Paul said therefore I boast in my weakness because when I'm weak then I'm strong and so right now y'all this is a bit of a weak moment for me um, it's a weak moment for me, but I take solace in knowing that in my weakness, that God's strength is made perfect and I don't have to be strong all the time. I don't have to be strong because he stands strong in me. And so, um, yeah, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to God that he is standing strong in me. So, um, in this weakness and in this vulnerability, I want to share because I don't always want to highlight it and make it seem like, you know, I'm just on top of the world all the time. Um, it says in um, 23rd Psalm that, yea, though I walk, even though I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, y'all. And sometimes that shadow of death, it feels real. It doesn't feel like a shadow. It feels like in that moment that you just about to be taken out. But David said, even though I walk through and walking through implies that you're still moving. So if you're in a valley, don't sit there. Don't stay there. Continue to push through and know that even in those moments where you feel like you can't continue on i'm reminded of that poem um growing up it was on grandmama's wall and mama wall and auntie wall and all this stuff like that um it's the footprints in the sand and the beautiful thing about that um poem is that it said in the end which that person only saw one set of footprints and they felt like god had left them it was then when they realized that he was carrying them and so even though it may seem like you only see one footprint one set of footprints know that god is carrying you know that he's carrying you through all of this and you're not alone if you feel like you need help reach out get help there's so many resources out there um get therapy therapy is a beautiful thing and i keep saying it over and over again 
Therapy is beautiful. Um, find a support group. And if the first group doesn't work for you, it's okay. There's so many out there. Keep looking. Pray. And I will pray. I pray with you that you find one that um, that meets your needs. That meets your needs. So um, to say that I'm tired right now would be a gross understatement. Um, I'm not sure at one point this episode is going to come out. I'm getting out of this air of perfectionism and feeling like I have to have everything together in order to release it. Because one thing that I'm understanding and I come to realize every day is that people need me where I am. And so, um, again, I don't know if this is going to come out before I talk about surgery or after I talk about surgery. But I'll give you a really, really brief um synopsis just in case this comes out before I talk about surgery but I ended up having um a double mastectomy which means that they took both of my breasts um the cancer was isolated to my left breast but because of my family history and I just didn't want to be bothered with this anymore I elected to have a double mastectomy which means they took my left and my right breast um everything with the surgery went fine but post-op or after surgery I had some complications ended up having um multiple hospital visits ended up having to undergo surgery again um ended up having to get admitted to the ICU it was just a lot y'all um and so my body is still recovering from a lot of that and I'll talk about this in the episode at some point I don't know but um I do have a healthcare background. I'm a physician assistant. Um, they're changing the name to physician associate. So, you know, whatever point you listen to this, PA is what I am. And so, <clears throat> um, my background is in critical care. So, you know, kind of coping with the fact that people that came into the hospital that look like me, I've coded them before. Um, meaning that they ended up clocking out of here and we had to do CPR and bring them back to life um people that came in a hospital in my condition ended up on ventilators and none of that happened to me y'all and I'm so grateful but even um I was talking to my therapist and he was reminding me now you'll hear me say he or she I have two therapists they're both amazing um and I thank God for them. Uh, at one point, I had three therapists, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> oh, boy, I always laugh when I say that. The people laugh when I tell them that. But listen, you have to do what you have to do because I feel like a lot of times we detach our mind from our body. And we feel like, you know, oh, like, for example, I don't know if you like you have a heart specialist, right? If you have issues with your heart, you have issues with your kidney, you have issues with your liver. I don't know. So you see these different specialists for different things. Well, sometimes in your mind, you got different issues with your mind. And so I have different people that help you with different things. And so they all know everything that's going on. But um, in this instance, I was talking to the male therapist. So, <laughs> but yeah, so um, and he was like, Faith, he said, Listen, he was like, what you've been through is traumatic. He said, there's a lot of trauma associated with what you've gone through. And I don't know. I didn't really realize that because I see it so well. I would see it so often in healthcare. It was just almost just like another day for me. But being on the other side of it, being a patient, you know, that's getting this emergent care. I don't know. It was just like, you know, oh, okay, yeah. You know, it's just somebody, you know, severe sepsis and you give them fluids and you give them antibiotics and then I was in anaphylaxis and uh, you give them the steroids and you give them the Pepsid and you give them the, the Benadryl and you give them the Epi and all this stuff like that. 
and I didn't realize until like he I had a therapy session where I was like bro like you really just went through some stuff like you have to honor that and acknowledge that and I'm sitting here like why are you so tired Faith why are you so exhausted and I'm like that's why like you've been to the hospital multiple times in the past two weeks but I digress um but yeah to say that I'm tired will honestly I think be a gross understatement um it feels like to me you know I get over a hump and I'm doing well and it's just like you know bam like I get hit by 18 wheeler you know once again or even if the 18 wheeler doesn't touch me I see it coming and I have to immediately respond in that moment of um fight or flight you know um and I I told my therapist um years ago because I've been in therapy for a long time y'all um so even if you start um if it feels like it's not working stick with it stick with it if you have to go through multiple therapists to find the one that fits with you do it um I don't know I feel like that's for somebody so yeah just don't give up don't give up on therapy because I promise y'all it works but um I was like I feel like I live I live so much of my life in this um brace for impact that's how I that's how I described it I was like it's something about living your life brace for impact it's like you know I don't know I'm not it's not a negative confession like I know something is gonna happen I'm just prepared if it does because I'm so used to stuff happening and that is no way to live but I live like that y'all for years and so for me I'm fighting the urge to default to go back to my default position where I'm like okay I'm sitting here like I'm my, my senses are always heightened I'm always on edge I'm always ready to you know fight I'm always ready to jump I'm always ready to respond and that's just not you know God's best but again when you I've lived in survival mode for so long um I have to fight to not get back to that place um but yeah so it just feels like you know I get over a hump and it's like boom here we go so what's this most recent boom that happened um so I I had a follow-up appointment with my um, plastic surgeon and everything went well we removed another drain I'm so grateful for because the drains are not comfortable um they they're over time I'll put it like that over time they just get really really uncomfortable and so I'm gonna take a sip of water y'all for my throat give me one second (laughs) so yeah um got a drain removed super excited about that have one left it was still putting out a little bit too much for um my doctors and my liking so we're gonna let that one stay and watch it again over the next day or two and hopefully that one will come out um soon so um everything went fine and so I missed my last appointment with the medical oncologist to get the key truder because I was in the ICU so go to that appointment i'm updating them on everything and i had already called them and told them what happened so he was like all right faith give me a play by play so i was like all right as my homie say all right boom so this is what happened shout out to you lenny um so i was like all right boom so this is what happened i'm giving him the play by play and he's like faith are you serious i was like yeah y'all then he just come at me sideways right and he's like yeah you know so i'm looking at everything and um i'm thinking that we're gonna have to do radiation therapy excuse me we're gonna have to do what he was like yeah you know just based on the size of your tumor and da, da 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 and I was like push pause I was like from the beginning we determined that I would not need radiation therapy because 
um you know we even though the tumor was large we caught it early there was no meds my lymph nodes were negative it was one tumor isolated the one space you know we didn't see anything anywhere else and he was like yeah well you know the verdict is kind of still out on that and you know this kind of like a gray area i'm thinking that you may need it i want to see you to um radiation oncology i was like okay look and he was like um tell me how you are i said i'm not good right now i said i was not coming in here expecting to hear that um and i don't really have the space to hold that right now and so he was like i definitely agree he said but i needed to let you know that it's in discussion and we'll talk about it but right now i need you to heal um let's get over what we're going through now and he asked me was i okay with getting a keytruda today which is the immunotherapy and i was like yeah i'm fine with that but i was like i just i don't have the space to hold this conversation um and even in that, I want to continue to encourage you to use your voice, advocate for yourself, because this is your body. This is your health. This is your mind. And when the doctors go home and sleep in their beds and the nurses and everybody else, you're left to kind of grovel with that conversation and the outcomes of what happens, because at the end of the day, it's you and your body. And so um, I was like, I don't have the space for this at the moment. I said, um, I'll think about it and get back with you and let you know. Um, and I said, we, I said, I will talk with the radiation therapist. I said, I'll talk with them. Um, I will have the, the radiation oncologist, whoever. I said, I'll have the conversation. I said, and from there, we'll see what the next steps are. But I was like, I don't really have the space to hold that. And so, you know, um, my team is amazing. And, you know, um, the nurse was sitting there and she was like, you know, do you need Kleenex? And I was like, I said, I don't have the energy to cry. I said, right now, I said, I'm so tired and I don't have the energy to give to my tears. I said, but eventually, like, you know, when I have the space for it, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll process at that time and so um yeah I went back got the um Keytruda infusion and so I started reading this book <clears throat> that I started reading during chemo but as much as I love to read y'all I don't really do it a whole lot just because um I don't create time for it. it's another one of those things where you know something that I enjoy doing that I tell myself I don't have time to do and so I end up not doing and so I pulled it back out this T.D. Jake's book called Crushing God Turns Pressure into Power. And I want to read a part from um, the book. And it's very early in the book. He said on page six, with all that God was doing in my life, some might say that there was no way I could have felt so deflated, discouraged, doubtful and depressed. They would remind me of Jesus's edict. Physician, heal thyself, Luke 4 and 23, and require me to minister to myself with the same conviction with which I preach from the pulpit. But I am just as human as anyone else, and during the crushing blows of life, I'm equally as susceptible to suffering. More important, I've discovered that if I have anything worth sharing from the pulpit, from the podium, from the boardroom, from movie and television screens, from the pages of the books that I write, then it must be authentic to my own experience. I cannot ask you or anyone else to believe in something that I myself haven't tested. If I cannot wrestle with the question of suffering, then I have little to tell you about the sacred. And then another part in the book, he said, um... Let me see. I have to go back and find another part. I should have bookmarked it. But yeah, in essence, it's like, you know, I do have a lot of great things going great for me. Right. Um, and I don't know when you're going through this journey. 
um you, you it's easy to kind of like compare yourself to others right because there are others who have like a who've received a, a for lack of better words worse prognosis than i have prognosis just means um the outcome of what they're saying will happen um there are others that have received worse news worse 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 news um they're cancer's terminal um there's nothing else they can do and all those things like that and um it's easy to say oh well i didn't get that news so i shouldn't feel a certain type of way 86 that i don't care what it is that they tell you and what they say your prognosis is um receiving life-altering news like that affects you and you have a right to respond however it is that you so choose to you have a right to feel however you so choose to so don't feel like you have to compare yourself cancer shouldn't be compared oh well you know yours is breast and theirs was liver and it, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it does not matter and so um you know i was tempted to say oh well faith you know you have so many other things going well in your life and you know you're doing this and you're doing that and you're still able to do things that you want and you know um you have some moments where you're tired but you know all in all you're doing pretty okay but you know i have to fight those thoughts to say you know um with everything that's going well how dare you feel bad how dare you be upset how dare you you know have any other type of emotions around what's going on um i want to validate you right now you have a right to feel how you feel you have a right to be angry you have a right to be upset you have a right to be frustrated you have a right to be you know whatever emotions it is that you're feeling the important thing that you do is process those emotions and don't sit in it don't stay in it rather but sit in it for as long as you need to to get to the root cause of what it is that's making you feel that way and then come up with an action plan again where therapy comes in um or support groups or whatever it is that you know you feel like it is that you need to do to come on the other side of it um so yeah i just want to encourage you um you know with wherever you are in your journey to surround yourself with people who can cover you when you can't pray for yourself um for all the super saints out there because i was having a conversation with my friend this weekend um and she's dealing with some other issues but um her challenges you know we were talking and i was like i'm grateful that we have each other in this season because even though the source of our um challenges are different grief is grief and to have someone that you can talk to as you're going through those stages and processing it um is extremely helpful and so um i had somebody tell me this weekend y'all and i'm i'm probably going to mention this multiple times um god was trying to get your attention you were doing something in your life i don't know what kind of sin it was but he had to slow you down please don't tell anybody that because if that's the case i would i I didn't say it because she was one of them old season saints and i know she didn't mean any harm by it and i didn't really at at that time have the space or the filters to um properly respond to it because if i would have said something i would have came i would have came at her but i'm like i can identify probably about two or three areas in your life just from this conversation alone where i feel like cancer could have taught you something god does not bring cancer on you in order to teach you anything fight that thought and if anybody comes with you at that you have a right to end that conversation in that moment with no explanation 
And if that's how you choose to feel about your life and, and the things that you're going through in your life, keep that to yourself. But don't tell anybody going through anything that God brought this on them to teach them a lesson. Because I'm quite sure you can look over your life and see where you could have learned some lessons too. So I'm going to put a pen in that for the moment. So I don't go off. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, keep your opinions to yourself. Um, even if you've been through something similar, your journey is your journey. And if that's what you choose to choose to believe about your life, believe it about yours. But don't put your your project, your, you know, standards or whatever you want to call it on other people. Um, so looping back around, uh, surround your people, yourself again with people that can cover you when you can't um, cover yourself, when you feel like you can't pray for yourself. Um, there are times when you just get overwhelmed. And that's how I felt today. Um, I went through the treatment and everything was, you know, okay. And I was holding it together. And as I walked out, I looked at my husband and I just, I, the tears just started rolling. And I started feeling sick and I thought I was going to throw up. Um, thank God I didn't because they would have brought me back in the hospital and I just didn't want to be there. Um, so we came, we got in the car and I was sitting there and my husband, he grabbed my hand and then the tears, I just started crying. And um, we ended up coming home. And I just laid on them and I cried some more and I laid down and I took a nap. And um, that nap was so helpful in that moment because um, I just feel like I needed to rest. But sometimes your tears are your prayers and God sees them. He hears them. And I truly believe in my heart that he takes every single one of your tears and he catches them and he holds them in his bosom. And he hears the voices from the tears that you cry and there's a scripture in psalm 126 and 5 and it says that they that sow in tears shall reap in joy and i believe in my in my entire heart that every tear that i've sown for every single one that's fell from my eyes i'm gonna have double the joy to come on the other side of it god is faithful god is faithful god is so faithful and that's what I'm standing on. Um, so quick little information nugget. What is radiation therapy? Um, radiation therapy um, is something that sometimes used in conjunction with chemotherapy. And what it is is that it's this targeted therapy where they use these high beams. And they, um, they the purpose of it pretty much is to kill cancer cells um, or to slow their growth down by damaging their DNA. So your body... Everything that's living has DNA. DNA is pretty much what codes. Um, it's like a code for your body and your cells. And it kind of tells it what to do, for lack of better words. And so um, cancer has DNA. And so the purpose of the radiation therapy is to alter that DNA to stop it from dividing, um, to stop it from growing, and um, to make it to where it can't. To, to kill it and then also stop it from repairing itself so that it can keep dividing and growing and so it's almost like um if you think about I know when we were kids growing up we used to get the magnifying glasses and um well I never did this but you know you see it on the movies where they take the kids and they um they take the beam from the sun and they'll put it on the magnifying glass and they'll you know angle it to where it'll end up like you know burning a leaf or burning up an ant or something like that I don't know um 
Imagine radiation therapy being like that. It's where they take this beam and it can be external or internal. But if it's external, they take this beam and they shoot it at that particular area where that tumor is. And they fry it. They um they, they fry that tumor. Um and what it does, and again it it in essence um breaks down and damages the DNA in that cancer cell to where it can't divide. And so if it stops dividing, it stops growing. If it stops growing, then the cancer will go, you know. Um, and so once those cells die, then it's just removed from your body like any other waste. Um, radiation therapy doesn't necessarily kill cancer cells right away. It's a process that happens over days or weeks, just depending on how your treatment team, what they decide the, the plan of care um, that's best for you is. And so um, even after radiation therapy ends, it continues to work. Um, there are two different types of main types of radiation therapy. It can be external or internal. External is where they take a beam. Again, it, you can imagine like a the sun is like um, the machine and then the magnifying glass is like the little lens thing that the um the the beam goes through and then whatever you were aiming at that sunbeam at would be like your body so um the tumor that they found on mine was on the left side so they would have taken a beam for lack of better words and just kind of shot it right at that um the left side of my breast um internal they can actually take it and inject it into your um into the tumor or it can be systemic systemic radiation is where there's a pill and the pill you would take it and it would provide that radiation therapy but it would also affect other um areas of your body not just where the tumor is the type of radiation therapy that you get um it just depends on the type of cancer that you were diagnosed with um so that's something that you would definitely want to talk with your treatment team about um ask questions ask questions ask questions because again this is your health if you don't understand it you keep asking questions until they break it down enough to where you get it this is your body and you have a right to know everything that's going on with your body and as healthcare providers it is our job to ensure that you know everything that is going on with your body it is our job to explain it to break it down to you until it makes sense there are so many people that walk around and don't know what the heck is going on. All they know is that, well, my doctor said that this and that and such and such. And I'm like, mm -mm, that's not enough. That's not enough. You need to understand what is going on with your body. And if they're recommending this, why are they recommending it? What happens if I do do it? What happens if I don't do it? What does the numbers say? What does the research say? Can they give you some articles? Can they point you to some resources that will put it in terms that you can understand? But in essence, that's the biggest thing with radiation therapy. Some of the side effects that are associated with that, um, it can cause, you know, damage to that skin area because they're giving, you know, um, high dose radiation, you know, to your skin. And so it can cause um, damage to that skin. It can make it look a little bit deformed. A lot of times people say they'll have like pain or numbness there. Um, if there's hair in that area, sometimes your hair will fall out. It may not grow back. And some people go through radiation therapy and have absolutely no issues whatsoever. Kind of the same with chemo. Like I've known people that went through chemo and they didn't lose any hair. 
I mean, they were walking around talking and doing all the things that they were doing. Um, didn't skip a beat. And then there are others that go through um, different symptoms and side effects of it. So um, the way that I've gone through everything is that I'm like, you know, I just confess and declare that um, the word that God told me in Daniel chapter three, that what that my clothes won't be burned, my hair won't be singed and I won't smell like smoke. And so um, whatever I go through in life and whatever I've been going through in this journey, that's been my confession. My hair won't burn. My clothes won't cinch and I won't smell like smoke. And so um, I'll give you guys an update. At some point, I'll meet with the radiation therapist. It's not going to happen right now because I don't have the capacity for that at the moment. Um, my body is still healing. I'm still healing mentally. And I just know that I can't hold that right now. Um, and I'm okay with that. And, you know, it doesn't make me weak. Um, doesn't mean that I don't have faith. That's just where I am right now. And I know that God can do the most with my honesty. My team can do the most with my vulnerability. And, you know, earlier on in this journey, I feel like I was like, I was like you know, oh, I got to be strong. I'm going to show them that ain't nothing going to get to me. Okay, well, yeah, that's over. <laughs> that is so over. <laughs> um, Yeah yeah we ain't doing that no more now um one thing that they always tell me is that you know faith we admire your strength um but i'm just at a place now where i'm not standing strong in myself and i'm not standing strong to prove anything to anybody i'm just allowing god's strength to stand strong in me because his strength is made perfect in my weakness and also i just want others to see that you know you can you have a choice in how you go through this and also I redefined strength. Strength isn't no tears, um, putting on your big girl draws and standing strong and not, you know, looking like. Not looking like um, you're going through anything. Strength is vulnerability. Strength is honesty. Strength is tears. You know, um, how we define strength, how society defines strength, no more. And what strength for me is may look different than what strength for you is. Um, strength for you in this season may be getting out of bed, brushing your teeth, washing your face, face putting on some clothes. And sitting on the sofa watching TV. And that strength. I remember when I was going through chemo. Um, that was so hard. In some seasons. It was so hard to even do that. But I'm like you want to know what. For me right now. Strength is resting. Y'all. There's strength in resting. And honoring your body. Honoring where you are. And leaning into the things that you need. Strength for me was simply drinking water. Because that was so hard. Like, you don't think that things like that are going to be so hard to do. But, like, I remember um, when I was like, there were times where it's like you don't have an appetite. You can't eat everything. It's like, feeling like it's going to make you sick. And um, I'm like, you want to know what? My goal right now is to drink this medicine cup. Like, I would get, like, a medicine cup. 
and just pour water in it. And I'm like, I'm going to drink this water. And for me, that was strength. Because what I wanted to do was nothing at all. But I knew that that wasn't going to be good for my body. Um, So, yeah, redefine strength. And know that what strength looks like for you in this moment may be different from moment to moment. And that's okay, too. So um, I want to leave you with this. Um, It was a song that I would listen to during chemo um, over and over. I had a playlist, and I'll be sharing some songs from that playlist with you. Um, But Vashon Mitchell had a song called Turning Around For Me. And there was a part that I would put on repeat over and over. I I mean, the whole song is great, right? But I would just listen to the part that spoke to me. And the part where he says, it won't always be like this. He will perfect that concerning me. And sooner or later, it'll turn in my favor. He's turning, it's turning around for me. And that's what I would listen to. And sometimes I would just say, hey, it won't always be like this. It won't always be like this. It won't always be like this. So know that it's temporary. It doesn't look like it right now. And it doesn't feel like it right now. But at this point, you have a 100% track record of overcoming everything that has come your way. And what you're going through right now, it ain't no different. You're going to make it. You'll beat it. You'll overcome it, and not only will you survive, you will thrive. So I love you. Know that you're not standing alone. I am praying for you. I am praying for you. I am praying for you. Um, y'all have questions? Feel free to hit me up on my social media, Instagram, Young Survivor, Young Thriver, or you can also email me at Young Survivor, Young thriver at gmail.com um yeah i hope this blesses you as much as it blessed me to share um yeah and i love y'all so until next time y'all peace